Hello and welcome. Our next cash flow show guest took the fallout from two consecutive redundancies in order to come back stronger, focused and determined to shape her own destiny. Tune in after the intro to learn more about how our guest made it to the other side. We'll see you then. Hello and welcome. I'm Clayton M. Coke, and I'm also the host for The Cashflow Show, the radio show that's disguised in the shape of a podcast, but with so much more. Every week, we'll be interviewing someone inspiring from the business world and finding out how they started in business, what their trials and tribulations were, and how they intend to grow their business in the future. We will also be finding out about what they do in their spare time, as well as asking them to pick a book, a film, and a favorite single or album, and to share their reasons for doing so. So why not join us at The Cashflow Show? It's not just a radio show, it's a whole new way of doing business. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cashflow Show. My name is Clayton M. Coke and I am your host for today. And our guest with the intriguing intro there before break was Janice Beckles, founder and director of B Consultancy Limited. Janice, after that big pause, welcome to The Cashflow Show. Hi Clayton, thank you for having me. You're, you're most welcome. It's been a long day of cash flow show episodes. <laughs> so that was a big pause there. Um, that was a very intriguing intro. When I wrote it, I thought, my God, am I exposing too much? Or, but that was cribbed from your website. No, that's perfect. And fine. so it gives an indication of what you've been through as part of your journey, which is still going on. If somebody's just tuning in now and they've heard the name Janice Beckles, tell us a bit about you. And your, your name, what you do, and what your business does. Okay, so my business is B Consultancy. I also have um, a sister company, Leap Academy. So as you know, my name's Janice, Janice Beckles, one of many. Um, however, there's only one Janice Beckles that lives in Kent. <laughs> 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 I get the feeling that you spend a lot of time having to tell people that, you know, there is um, there is only one Jenny Speckles that lives in Kent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've been in business for around 15 years now and I work with some wonderful clients. I help people to extend their reach. I help people to start their business, to grow their business. I also work with organisations such as colleges, universities and training organisations helping them to deliver their projects. So anything to do with enterprise, essentially. Excellent. Excellent. So you mentioned that you've been in business now for 15 years. Is this your first business? No, actually, I was in a partnership prior to that. Yes, a very short partnership. All right, okay. And then you decided to move on there. So after your short partnership, what made you then... And we're going to go into the redundancies uh-huh. situation. For what made you go into deciding to take the leap to form your own business? Okay, running my own business was always something that I wanted to do. At university, we covered business planning. But the key thing that was holding me back was confidence. I joined a programme um, that was run by Newham College at the time. And it was focused on female entrepreneurs. Okay. So with that, that basically gave me the the skills and the confidence and the resources to launch B Consultancy. So one of the first things that I really dealt with was confidence. In terms of confidence, do you feel that we're going back to the intro now, Mm -hmm. that you found yourself in experiencing two redundancies in 
a very, very, very short period of time, I would, I, I would imagine. And in doing so, did you feel that that really knocked the stuffing out of you? That really um, uh, made you feel or made you lack confidence? I would say after the after the second time that I was made redundant, I found it quite hard to find full-time employment. I was able to get short-term contracts, I was able to temp, but I was making a step from marketing going into back then direct marketing. And the level of um, the level that I wanted to go into, it was a little bit of a challenge. So it was it was a hard slog, but I got there in, in the end. So what made you choose the area that you're in to focus your efforts in terms of B consultancy? Because many people, when they have a seismic shock, such as uh, a redundancy, they mm-hmm. usually sort of, you know, I'm going to go and sell, you know, vegan yogurt or something. I don't <laughs> know if there is such a thing. You know, most people make some crazy leap of, uh, of faith. What made you go and decide to do B consultancy? What was it that that focused your mind? At the time, I worked for an organisation that supported entrepreneurs with IT. So we provided training in terms of websites, anything to do with like Excel, Word, PowerPoint, etc. So you could kind of say that I kind of caught that entrepreneurial bug. Okay. And as um, I focused, um, well, I, I majored in marketing and I worked in marketing. So as part of marketing for that particular company, I used to go out and network. So I networked with a lot of organisations that supported entrepreneurs, um, met with some amazing mentors and, and some amazing speakers. And it was a particular person called Lawrence, Lawrence Shofawara, who um, was able to kind of like give me that direction in terms of focusing on my strengths. So in the beginning, B Consultancy was a marketing consultancy. But then what I had to do was switch to business advice and then moved on to coaching and the training as well. So you get this idea that you want to do B Consultancy. How long did it take you for, for you to put that plan into action? From start to finish, I would probably say it was just over a year. But during that time, I did do some test trading. So, um, and what's test trading? I, I, haven't, I haven't heard that expression. Dipping my toes into the water. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> oh, this is a posh term. So, so, anytime anybody's, I'm doing some test trading. <laughs> so, really, it's um, so what I was doing, I, I was providing my service, I was still getting paid, but I was basically being paid to do market research. Okay. So, to make sure that people were willing to exchange money for for my services and also get the feedback as well in terms of which particular areas to focus on so um, I was able to do I ran some workshops I ran some workshops um, around marketing around business startup so I was able to get an idea for the type of subjects and and the level of um, of understanding or the level of service that that people required really um during that time i um did a business planning course wrote a business plan did a lot of networking went on a lot of workshops basically developed myself and then i was ready to launch and what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when launching <laughs> my very um standing up and promoting myself for the very first time I was used to promoting my then employer but when it came to me it was like hi my name is Janice and 
actually I'm here to promote myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, that 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 that's what I would say would be one of the main challenges, actually being able to promote myself, say this is what I do. Do you feel that the promoting of oneself, especially when it comes to um like when you've got to do these sort of BNI, BRE, for networking, etc. Do you feel that's something that scares people? The, the fact that as an entrepreneur nowadays, if you're not front facing, you don't get any any airtime whatsoever. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that I say to my clients is to be a humble yet shameless self-promoter. So just in conversation. So a lot of people do find networking scary. But I just say, you know, it's just good old fashioned conversation. You know, you're sitting down with friends over coffee, tea, etc. And you're just talking about yourselves. But do you think, and when I meet with people, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I've got an image as a very chatty, very out there, quiet person, but I'm actually quite reserved. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, that's a shock <laughs> to a lot of people. But I think that there are some people when they are promoting themselves, they almost become quite aggressive about it. And it's like they, yeah. they don't necessarily work out that there's a very thin line between saying, this is what I do. It's... It's like they're on a date, for example, and I always use relationships as a parallel because that always comes up. But if ever you've ever been on a date with somebody who only ever wants to talk about themselves, and that's what a lot of people end up doing in business to me. It, it, it's as if to say, this is what I do, and guess what, this is what I do. And do you know that this is what I do? And you're thinking, would you like to know what I do? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that, that, that's what I find interesting. Mm. I mean, and I said, how do you help your your clients cope with that kind of thing? Do you sort of get them to do role plays or something? I do. One, one of the things I always say to my clients is, is that we've, we've got two ears and one mouth. So what we should do first is listen and get curious. And people will drop hints and they will drop clues, maybe about the challenges that they are having. And then not to talk about themselves, but to share stories, to share stories about people that they may have helped. So if they've listened to what somebody is saying, they can then share a story that might resonate, that might connect with that particular individual. So what they're actually doing is they're talking about their clients, they're building rapport, and they're actually making that connection without being, you know, too out there and, and too, too, too forceful. Also, I recommend to my clients to go to different types of networking events. So I like the networking events that are quite high energy and they are facilitated. So you're able to, you know, have that speed dating as, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah. Speed networking is yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Yeah. I, I, the adrenaline that you get from speed networking, mm-hmm. especially when it's managed properly. Absolutely. And I always say to people, for me, it was that was one of the main reasons how I managed to grow my network was because I could meet 30 people in one fell swoop. And what was good for me, and I don't know how, how it worked for you, the reason why it was good, because nobody wanted to talk to the guy that was involved in debt recovery or late payments. <laughs> so you know that people just thinking to themselves, well, I don't want to say anything to him, you know, just, I just want to keep it moving. So that was great because after two, three minutes, you were gone and I could then talk to somebody who was serious. Absolutely. You know, so, and that's another tip, listeners, if you feel you want to try any type of networking, speed networking is great because as I said before, the only thing is you have to have your pitch ready. It's very true. Your pitch has got to be smooth. And if your pitch is not smooth, the fact is it's okay. You know, it will work. But the reality of it is, is that when it comes down to it, you've got, 
you know, literally a minute for somebody to remember you and your card. Don't turn up without cards because it just fails miserably. But if you do that, then you, you, you're in a position that mention you know that will that will benefit you there and i'm glad you mentioned speed dating because i speed speed dating <laughs> sorry sorry i don't want to talk about that <laughs> I'm, you know i'm glad that you mentioned speed networking because ultimately i think it's very underrated and very undervalued i know it can sometimes turn into chaos as you said it needs to be managed correctly very much so so you've managed to get your business off the ground you've been paid some money to see if it's um, it's able to be if it'll fly effectively mm-hmm. so how did you go about marketing your business was that going to be word of mouth how do you get something that you a service like you're providing how do you get people to be aware of it okay so for the first 11 to 12 years of business it was all word of mouth so it was the speed networking, it was um, referrals. Um, Now we're in a time where a lot of people have entered into the sector of business support and also coaching. So now I won't say that I'm 100% active on social media, but social media definitely helps, but at the right times and the right the right message that's put out there but once again it's it's mainly word of mouth i think social media is it's interesting as i said that we had an earlier guest on um diane booth um uh, who runs a business concierge um a service and she's been um, on a couple of episodes ago and basically she was saying that you know people have the tendency to want to be on every single social media and not all social media works for every business facebook doesn't work for me at all okay just doesn't work i have to beg people to follow me on facebook beg them please 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 (laughs) both follow me on facebook nobody does whereas something that i didn't expect to be quite helpful was instagram okay and -hmm. instagram really works for Mm. me i don't know maybe because i got that permanent grin on my face i think maybe (laughs) that's part of it but ultimately that seems to work well so you know i can see why if people like to know you don't they absolutely they like to meet you and yeah. know you and get to know what you're like and, and what you are as a person. And so I think that's, that's something that drives a lot of what goes on. You're a woman in business. Now, the, the reality for women in business has changed a lot over the last few years. There are people who are going to be saying, oh, I'm listening to Janice and it's Janice Beckles from Kent. And they're saying to themselves, what can I expect as a woman? What challenges can women expect to face in business? Being as diplomatic as you can. That's an interesting question. I mean, when I when I first started in business, um, bear in mind, I started out as a business advisor. When I used to go along to events, I was probably one of the only females in the room. Okay. Because it was a very much a male, the business Absolutely. advice male was, Absolutely. the business advice area was very male dominated. Absolutely. Ex-bank managers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So the first thing that I would say that as a female is belief, as females, we have to have that belief in ourselves and not self-sabotage, not feel that, oh, I can't speak up or I can't go to that event because they're not going to listen to me. So I would say as a female, really, it's the first challenge is dealing with ourselves first. You know, sometimes you might go to events and there might be big egos and those big egos could actually be females as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen some. So it's really how to manage oneself 
how to know um, know your stuff about your particular industry so that when you do speak, people will actually sit up and listen and they'll want to connect with you afterwards and meet you for coffee or find out more about what you actually do. Excellent. So what can the business community do to help more women entrepreneurs? Do you think there's a role that the community can do as a whole? I mean, okay, so in terms of uh, the... I would say my my upbringing in terms of business, it was very focused around women in business, about women's enterprise projects. So what I would say is having probably more events where they are mixed. I mean, I'll be very open and upfront. Women do network in a very different way. Completely. Um, very nurturing. But I would say, you know, having those mixed events... And also having mentors, role models, panel discussions whereby women are able to ask questions. How did you do that? Or I'm stuck with this. How do I actually, you know, um, overcome this particular challenge? That's 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 what I would say. But I would say that would would probably be the same for for men as well. Yeah, I think so. I think I think to a certain extent, I I I can understand why certain women I've I've spoken to certain women and they've said to me oh you know when you go to these events there are some guys that are really sort of pretty shady and th- it doesn't sound strange to me it sounds weird to me because that's not what I would do and I think that to me if you're going to an event and you're going to do business with people you approach it in a particular way it's not about your ego it's about can we work together? Absolutely. If, if, if your job is stuffing animals, I mean, it, it's not really going to be a fit <laughs> mm-hmm. for late payments or debt recovery. It's not going to be a fit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I find anybody who's got an animal that needs stuffing, that's cool. You know, I, I don't mind connecting with you and referring you on. But it's not, it shouldn't be a lot of people going to networking events and stuff like that. And it's a lot of egos. Absolutely. And the fact is there should be a sign at networking events that says, check your ego at the door. You know, leave that behind because you're here for the betterment of the of the community, mm, if you like, for want absolutely. of a better expression. Once you established your business and you've had a chance to look back retrospectively, mm-hmm. what's the one thing you wish you had known at the beginning of your career? The one thing I wish I'd known at the beginning of my career. I'll let you think on that one, because uh, for me, to give an example, it would be that I wish I'd known that you have to have parallel sources of income. That would have been the thing for me. That you Absolutely, should, yeah. Mm. And that, that, you know, basically, you, you know, you need a, a portfolio business, that, mm. that not just one way of, uh, of making money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's what I wish I'd learned. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. I would probably, um, looking back, I would probably have liked to have known that my industry would have got so busy a little bit earlier. And then I would have done a little bit more in terms of how to differentiate myself. Of course. Yeah. But do you think that, remember, these things go in cycles. To me, I remember when property development, that Mm. was the sexy thing. That was big, yeah. Big, everybody Mm -hmm. was selling their granny to get a property, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so property developer, once it got on the television and Sarah Beanie's trying to talk to some guy who wants gold taps when he knows he's trying to sell (laughs) the property and doesn't end up selling the property Mm -hmm. because he's too attached to the gold taps, you know, that kind of thing. It made me sort of realise that property development, that was a big thing. And you know it got so big because the government said, right, we're going to make it tax these people. And then we then got into 
food and cooking and chefs. Obviously that allowed and facilitated the rise of people like Jamie Oliver. Well, who was, where that went wrong was he was really good on TV, really good at selling books and really mm-hmm. good at selling, but he wasn't really the man for a restaurant. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and that was where his difficulty lay in that problem. But now then you've got this thing about business. Mm. Business is so sexy. I flip this, I've turned over this and I'm this and I'm making money. And you then bump into people and you're thinking, you're talking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just completely unrealistic. There's mm-hmm. no logistics to it. So mm-hmm. I think when you talk about you weren't necessarily, you didn't see the way that business and business advice and everything and coaching and all the other bits that go with making an entrepreneur it did literally almost happen overnight Mm -hmm. that business just became really sexy Mm. but remember the legislation made it very easy that's that's the key because one of the things that um and still does set me apart is accreditations right but now people don't necessarily look for the accreditations they look for more of the the ego of course yeah then when they go for the ego and they pay the thousands of pounds then they come back or they find their way mm-hmm. to people that have those core business fundamentals that, that are able to put them or set them straight. I think the problem is with most people is that I think the idea that you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be an instant overnight millionaire and you're going to make all this money and whoever the type of person that you're attracted to, they're going to be following you down the street trying to get your autograph. I think people do fall for that. They don't understand that if for you to grow a business, if say 50 years ago, you literally grew a business over a period of time. And the fact is, is that you didn't expect to become big in your business until you are 20, 25 years mm-hmm. in, into the game. And then you said you had a business. But now people think, well, it's three years and I'm not a millionaire. There's a problem. I'm going to kill myself. I think, I think it's very much um, to do with the rise of reality tv yes and also you know all of the the influencers the bloggers etc who some of them yes they're doing exceptionally well but then there are others who are basically faking it until they make it um so and unfortunately some people are just swept up in all of the rah-rah that they don't really see right business yes it does happen where people are overnight successes However, it still takes work, of course, hard work and having a plan and having a strategy and then what next? So once they've achieved that, what next? I think you're right. I think for me, what I see is that that and Instagram is partly to blame for this is because it, it's part of that culture of that people faking it till they make it. Mm-hmm. Because we as a society now, we don't really ask questions. We just accept everything on face value. I saw a an article, I think it was on the internet somewhere, and there was a, a rapper called Lil Bow Wow, um, uh, uh, for those of you hip-hop aficionados. And he was he had taken a picture of himself in front of a private plane, and he posted it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But five minutes later, he was sitting in economy class, <laughs> and somebody had seen him post the original picture, but seen, hey, you're now in economy class. And he was made to look like a complete idiot. Oh, wow. 
you know, completely exposed because he's trying to tell people I've got this private jet. Most people know that if unless you are really seriously going to use a private jet, it's a complete waste of money. Complete waste of money. It's one of those things that you just literally if you want if you literally if you want to have money and throw it out the window buy yourself a private jet because it's going to drain you. Mm -hmm. But that attitude, as you said, fake it till you make it, Mm. it pervades a lot in business. And that's why you get sort of companies like, you know, Shazam, you know, that thing that you've got on your phone Mm -hmm. and you hold it up Mm -hmm. and it tells you the song. I mean, didn't make any money for 16, 17 years, made no money. Didn't really do anything until Apple bought it. But it was a perfect fit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for iTunes Mm -hmm. because you find that the song is, I love that download it boom mm-hmm. we're done mm-hmm. so it's very interesting but since we're on the subject of money and downloading and all the other bits that go with it this is a perfect time for us to take a break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be back with janice beckles from b consultancy right after the break see you then bad debtors can rob you of your time and money they can destroy your whole business within weeks archaic debt collection agencies and expensive legal fees will drain your cash flow But in one day, the PRMS Business Debt Prevention Course will teach you how to create late payment management procedures, invoice for immediate settlement, and eradicate existing debt. You'll study real-life examples to drag your business out of the red. Visit www.prmsltd.co.uk or call 0203-865-7138 to register now before bad debtors make your business another failed statistic. Hello and welcome back to the Cashflow Show with Janice Beckles of B Consultancy. And now, Janice, we're going to return to a, a recurring theme of the Cashflow Show, which is the, the what I will call the favourite section. So you may have answers for these, you may not, but we'll take them as best as we can. But this always occurs in the podcast. And I'm trying to ask the, this question in a way that will help you sort of prompt your memory if, you have, if, you've, if you've forgotten. So what's your favourite film and why? My favourite film is Mr Deeds, Adam okay. Sandler. Um, I like comedy and that film had me rolling up with laughter on the plane. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't watch a lot of films. Though, okay. so. I would strongly recommend it. There's, there's a particular scene where the football player, where his dad is disciplining him. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Okay. So it's Mr. Deeds um, starring mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And what would be your favourite book and why? My favourite book is um, The Strangest Secret. Okay. <laughs> this is by it. Earl Nightingale. Okay. It's also on YouTube. Very, very, very small book. Um, You can basically, well, I normally recommend my clients listen to it on YouTube, 31 minutes, about positive affirmations, about change, mental cleanse, removing all negativity, but really gets people focused, really gets me focused and clears away those cobwebs or different things. So The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale. Excellent. And... What is your favourite album or single and why? My favourite single is actually Mary J. Blige, Fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And it's more about feeling. Um, that's one of the songs that I play at the gym. That's probably one of the songs that I play, you know, just when I'm, when I'm driving. And it just really lifts my spirit. Yeah. 
Okay, right. Mm. So normally somebody usually says something like, oh, I don't listen to music or I don't listen to films. I'm thinking, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but that's the first time we've had somebody that's given us three in a row straight away. And what you touched on earlier, and, and it will come back with um, uh, Mary J. Blige as well, about affirmation and positivity. How important is that in terms of the work that you do and with the people that you work with? It's integral. Um, oh, it helps with resilience. It helps with goal setting. And also with the work that I do, because I'm giving, 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 sometimes I get an empty tank and I need to receive back. Of course. So personal development is something that I'm very big on, something that I listen to practically every day. Yeah. So in terms of getting that positivity and that affirmation, who inspires you business-wise, whether it be a celebrity, whether it be a relative, who's mm -hmm. a personal or, or a thing that inspires you business-wise? Okay, there's, uh, there's a few people actually. So the first one is a gentleman called Holton Bugs. Okay. Who's very well known in network marketing. Mm -hmm. In terms of business principles, in terms of taking a lot of the theory and breaking it down and just making it easy and manageable, he's definitely the one for that, especially when it comes to like our types of businesses, when it comes to like services. Okay. Um, there's also Gary Vaynerchuk or <laughs> Gary, Gary V, v. <laughs> minus the colourful language. But, you know, he knows his stuff and it, and it absolutely works. And then the other would be the small business owner, being in business for, you know, 15 years, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, at the weekends, saw the videographer that did our wedding okay. 19 years ago. Okay. <laughs> now he's on next generation. Wow. Yeah. That's what I call business. Yeah. Okay. His name's Dean Edwards, by the way, Video Unique. <laughs> Dean Edwards, Video Unique. You've got yourself a plug there on the Cash Flow Show. We hope it brings you success. <laughs> now, I, I want to step back to Gary V. Because mm -hmm. I find, oh, Gary Vaynerchuk is his full name, but Gary V is what he's known on the internet for. <sighs> I actually like him. I think he's actually very genuine. Mm. And I love it when he speaks to people and they say, hi, Gary. Hi, I, I, I've started a business and, uh, and you know, um, it, it, it's been going a year and I'm not a multimillionaire. And then he starts doing some effing and jeffing as he does mm -hmm. and says, do you not under seriously understand that this is just the start of your journey? You are going to have a crap time. Mm -hmm. If you get used to having a crap time now, you'll survive. Mm -hmm. Or when he says to somebody, oh, why do you need a Mercedes? If you want to be successful, you don't need a Mercedes. That the only thing that does is an affirmation to your friends and people that know you. The fact is, is that, the, that your Mercedes Benz is completely irrelevant to your business mm -hmm. and you would actually progress a lot further if you didn't have it mm -hmm. these people are heartbroken because mm. obviously they've spent their whole life mm -hmm. on that thing is that if i get a big car big house blah 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 it's going to make me succeed mm -hmm. in everything in my world and i think in that respect you can see he's got a real appetite for doing things but he's so incredibly focused um, uh, he's, you know, it, it's impressive. It's mm -hmm. impressive how he looks at things. But I think sometimes a lot of people go to him and the same way they go to Warren Buffett, looking for these pearls of wisdom as if he's a monkey in Tibet. <laughs> when the thing is, is, as I said before, you know, if you want to be successful, you're going to have a crap time. Mm -hmm. And anybody mm -hmm. who tells you that you're not going to have a crap time is just a liar. <laughs> just, a, you know, you just need to just look in their face and say, you are a liar. Because the problem is, is that 
people don't want to talk about the crap times. But the fact is, they do exist. They will exist. And I was speaking to uh, another guest previous to you, um, Richard Harris from Okapi. And he was talking that, you know, he, he runs a company which is effectively a tech company. And they've basically are looking for rounds of funding, etc., etc. And they want to get to that mythical IPO status where, you know, people will be, you know, fawning over what they do. And he spoke to people who have been through that process and he said, it doesn't change anything. It just means that your problem is slightly different. You know, it's like Biggie once said, more money, more problems. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it it, it happens. Mm -hmm. And this is where I find it very fascinating. But do you think that Gary Vee would be as popular if his language wasn't so full of profanity? (laughs) I'm not sure because what actually... um attracted me to him isn't the profanity no yeah and that's i think i it, think it overshadows it was, him it was actually oh this person's actually got some pearls of wisdom here very straight talking and very down to earth yeah. it wasn't the colorful language that i heard about it was the um punch punch jab or something like like that that he says in terms of um you know marketing on 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 social media yeah um that's yeah. that's that's just my yeah. take on it. Yeah, I, I think as I said, I agree with that. I think with him, what he's got to say, if you just, if you could basically snip it out all the swearing, you would get some serious, Absolutely. serious. But then you wouldn't get him as a person. And I think that's, that's what the problem the thing. is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, when I run uh, courses, I do recommend him. Sometimes I would love to play. Like you just get you just get to that, you know, just get to the end and then he just drops and Yeah, an F bomb or a yeah. C bomb or whatever yeah. bomb at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. He just he it's like he can't help himself. Mm. He's just like he's got Tourette's or something. Um so in terms of, of of people like Gary Vee, I mean, there's a lot of influences on the uh, on the internet. And what I love is the adverts that come up in between, <laughs> which basically say, Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm sitting here in front of my garage and I've got a Mercedes, I've got a Ferrari and I've got all these girls and I'm on a yacht. And I wonder if people, I suppose people are taken in they by are. stuff like, I, I just find that fascinating. <laughs> I ju- it's just amazing. Um, I look at these guys and I suppose maybe because where I'm coming from, I tend to see a lot of people whose businesses fail. You're at the birthing end of, 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 of business mm-hmm. and I'm at the um, uh, cemetery, <laughs> crematorium end or when it's, or trying to resuscitate them mm-hmm. with the, old, the, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the pads. But it's, it's very interesting to see how people see this and they, they get lured in by this. And I always get the feeling that, you know, these people must be seriously disappointed. Sometimes they are, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you or it's, um, you know, that this person's made X amount of money and then they're going to be retiring, but then yet you get an email from them every week or every, or every <laughs> two days. If, you know, I think if it's a case that someone's reached a certain point and as part of their identity, part of their mission, they want to give back, fine, fair enough. But those individuals whereby they're making out that they've got such and such life, you know, there's no there's no real integrity. No, there in isn't. That. I mean, Brad Burton talks about that a lot. And, uh, you know, he you know, said not to fall for that kind of thing, because ultimately the bottom line is he's he comes across to me very much like Gary Vee, but without the swearing. 
Okay. But he's he's had some seriously gangster experiences, oh, wow. so, you know, so, <laughs> and uh, I I could listen to him for ages because I think he's quite funny. He, he he comes across as somebody who there has been some real adversity, but okay. not necessarily promising people right um, uh, some stupid stuff that's mm. never ever going to happen. Mm. That if you don't work at it, you're not going to get mm-hmm. it. What have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? What it can be I? a newspaper article, it can be a magazine, it can be a book, it can be anything. What have I read or listened to recently that's inspired me? Um, the only thing that, I mean, <laughs> because there's so much information out there, um, I mean, I've got on my uh, iPad, my, my old iPhone that I take to the gym, I basically got it on shuffle. So it would it would probably be something that Brian Tracy talked about this morning when 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 I was at the gym. Okay. Um, or there was actually no, there was something that I listened to last week where it talked about service in terms of when people are talking about what they de- deserve. Okay. But it's very much about about service. So that that would be one of the things that that inspired me. Because what inspired me was an article Medium, um, uh, the sort of online, um, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, online uh, article thing that people can post to, and it was that you can still make money selling the picks and shovels as opposed to mining for gold. True. You know, because uh, if the audience doesn't um, doesn't know that, what happened was basically a lot of people during the California gold rush went down, they said, I am going to get me uh, some gold in their hills, mm-hmm. you know, and they obviously ran down there and there was very little gold to be had. But people like Levi's, who the jeans people, and people who were supplying the um, the food, mm. the whiskey, and the dancing girls are the people that made the money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was basically saying that you don't necessarily have to be the lead singer True. to make the money. You mm-hmm. can be the producer and engineer mm. and still make money. Definitely. You know, that was yeah, the, the analogy. Yeah. So what is your advice to anyone thinking of starting in business? Anyone starting in business, I would say um, use, have a business plan, but I would say a one page business plan. So start with something like the business canvas. Make sure that you know what problem you're solving. Fall in love with your customer's problem. I borrowed that one from Nick Howe. Okay, so, you know, you really need to know what problem you're solving and then you need to do your research. You need to surround yourself with positive people and be mindful who you share your dreams and your goals with. Because some people may borrow your dreams and goals. Some people may try to dampen your dreams and goals. So really make sure that you know who you're sharing with and who's kind of like your your cheerleaders, those people that are going to encourage you along the way. But, you know, have a plan, have that belief in you, have that belief in your product and service But, you know, make sure that you apply yourself to your business. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. No problem. Don't throw money at it. You know, if it's if it's not working, gracefully bow out and do something that that you enjoy. That is excellent advice. And the bit about having your supporters and cheerleaders and people that will tell you when it's rubbish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of people who would still be alive I always say Michael Jackson would have still been alive if people had told him, Michael, this, this thing, skin lightning for you ain't going to work out. Um, you know, I think you do need, mm-hmm. even people talk about building a team. I think you need to have a group of people around you with the same mindset. Absolutely. Because 
I think you said that people, you know, will dampen your dreams or people will borrow your dreams. People will also steal your dreams. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the fact is, is that there are a lot of people who they're not focused on what you are and you have to leave, you have to learn to leave people behind. Mm. And that's one thing I've learned. I've had mm-hmm. to learn sort of, there are certain people, life is that journey and without being too heavy and philosophical, mm-hmm. but you can't carry everybody with you all the way. It's very much an interesting concept. That's but true. that's looking to uh, the past. Let's look to the future. So what are your plans for the future of B Consultancy, the ones that you can talk about? Online courses. So um, via, I've got B Consultancy and I've got Leap Academy and we are an accredited ILM centre. Okay. So, so what is, what's an ILM? Institute Leadership and Management. So okay. we run level two, level three, level five enterprise courses. Excellent. So going forward in the future, there will be, you know, the face-to-face courses as well, but there'll also be online courses and also um, Zoom calls in terms of the coaching to move people forward. You know, sometimes people just need that little bit of motivation. So (laughs) that's where B Consultancy is going to be. Okay. So People have heard all about what you've done in terms of your business, where you've come from, what you do, your advice, what inspires you. How and where can our listeners connect with you online? Okay, so my website, so all the W's, B for Bravo, consultancy.co.uk. You can also connect with me on social media. You can either find me on B Consultancy Limited or at Janice Beckles. That's B-E-C-K-L-E-S. And what about social media, the bits of social media? Oh, social media the same. So it'll be at Janice Beckles or at B Consultancy Limited. Okay, excellent. Well, um, we could obviously talk for a long time about what you do and how you do it. But at the end of the day, if I get carried away, then I'll be I'll keep you here all, all day. So Janice Beckles, thank you very much for coming to join us on the Cash Flow Show. It's been a, a lot of negotiation. <laughs> I feel like I'm... I'm, I'm trying to sort of be like a Hollywood agent, trying to sort of get people to appear in a film. I don't know how people manage it, but um, it's been a little bit tricky trying to get you on. But I'm really, really pleased that you were able to do so because you were on my list of um, of people that I wanted to have on the Cash Flow Show. So thank you very much for coming. And well, what can I say? We wish you every success in your business. We wish you every success in your plans for B Consultancy and look forward to see you at the next networking event. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. (laughs) You're most welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us on the Cash Flow Show. Um, That's been another episode we've wrapped up there with um, Janice Beckles of B Consultancy. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today and you would like to hear more, then please subscribe via your chosen podcast provider and you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you wish to like, comment or subscribe, leave a message or follow us on social media, please do so as we would love to hear from you. So until the next time, take care from everyone at the Cashflow Show and goodbye.